Blog Talk Radio. episode of The Color Calendar, brought to you by Aura House School of Color and Light. I'm your host, Elaine Marie, and I will be your guide as we look through life's kaleidoscope to find the most colorful people and the most colorful events in the world. My guest today is Jill Matson. Jill is a prolific artist, author, channel, and widely recognized expert and composer in the field of sound healing. She is the author of Secret Sounds Ultimate Healing and has produced seven CDs that combine intricate sound healing techniques with her original award-winning musical compositions. From an impressive repertoire which includes Paint Your Soul, Cosmic Streams, Deep Wave Beauty, Healing Flower Symphonies, and contacting angels and masters, Jill's recordings consist of intriguing, magical tracks using ancient and modern techniques with sound energy and special healing frequencies to achieve profound benefits. Well, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Jill on other occasions, but today is the first time that we have focused on color and sound, angels, the ascended masters, and Color in Art. You know, Jill, I was watching a fascinating video about a colorblind artist, and he wears a device which allows him to hear a rainbow of colors. And I love his comment. He says that he no longer wears what looks good, but what sounds good. And I'm looking at him, and he's wearing what many people might perceive as a very loud color scheme. He's wearing a hot pink jacket and a royal blue shirt, and I guess they were neon yellow pants, very bright yellow pants. (laughs) Anyway, he said he was dressed in C major, but if he had to go to a funeral, he would dress in B minor, which to him were the colors turquoise, purple, and orange. I know that you are not a color cyborg, <laughs> or maybe you are. I didn't hear that you were, but but do you ever hear colors while you are composing or performing your music? No, I don't hear colors, but when I hear music, I see colors. So I do it the other way around. I have a little bit of synesthesia, so I can listen to like classical music of Ravel and it's um, purple and green and blue. And what I want to say about, I've seen that video, I think it's way cool, um, is that there's a scientific phenomenon called resonance and it's super simple. If you have two violins and they're close by and you play the A string on one, 
then the A string on the other will sound. So when you have the same note or an octave of that note, energy transfers. And I just, I don't know, I like things simple for me. So I always imagine when I think of resonance of like a gerbil tunnel transferring energy between anything with the same pitch, the same note, the same frequency, or an octave. An octave is a super simple music term. Octave, any octave note, it's the same note, just higher or lower, like C, C. Um, and so with that, scientifically, you can measure the cycles per second of color and take them down octaves, exact same note, just lower, until they range into um, sound. So there is a scientific connection between music and sound. And the major colors are all going to be bright, happy, um, uplifting colors or invigorating colors, whereas the minor colors are going to be more sedating. And so it's it's no surprise that he's wearing rainbow bold colors um, for his major um, outfit. And his minor musical outfit is, you know, blues and greens and purples. Oh, I mean, you know, that's just so soft and inward. Um, so I definitely agree with his assessment on relating colors and music. Well, I'm curious. Do colors always correspond to the same notes? For instance, is the note C always the color red? Or is the note F always the color green? Oh, you have the best question. So insightful. No is the answer. A big flat no. And the reason for that is um, that you have two different brain hemispheres, and they process frequencies differently. Science has confirmed that. Not only do they process frequencies differently, but they do so almost like in an opposite fashion. Or think of an inverse, like... Um, you know, frequency is X in one brain hemisphere, and it's one over X in the other. So they balance each other. Um, and to put it in color terms, we would be talking about, like, complementary colors. And so, therefore, the C can be either red or green. It depends on which brain hemisphere you're using. And you can stabilize your brain hemisphere if you really want to get a strict diet of one color by plugging one nostril, and then your frequencies will go to the opposite brain hemisphere or sticking in an, an ear plug in one ear. And again, the sound will go to the opposite brain hemisphere. Now, this used to, used to always bug me because I used to think, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. But I've had the... Uh, sheer joy of being dyslexic, and I know when I was little, I would see everything upside down and backwards, and after a while, I learned to train myself when I'm reading to flip brain hemispheres, and instead of seeing them upside down and backwards, I learned that it wasn't acceptable, and I learned to see them right side up and in the order that they are now. And just as I had the learned response to know which brain hemisphere to switch to 
to get the acceptable response to writing, I believe that that also happens when we see colors. But when scientists go in and they study like um, color therapy or dingshal or some of the other um, historical um, modalities that have brought forth color healing, I think that they don't always get a lot of um, repeats of successful tests because they're not taking brain hemisphere into account. And once we stabilize that, that's like the, the big hidden key to see what colors we need and we're utilizing. Mm-hmm. And just from antiquity, I don't know, a little aside here, in a lot of my readings I read about ancient societies and their music. And in very ancient times, people altered what type of medicine that someone got, depending on whether they were primary left or right-brained. And I learned from Sherry Edwards, who told me she's the founder of bioacoustics. She said that um, that people who are um, respond well to allopathic medicine are usually in their left brain hemisphere, where people who like homeopathic are more in their right brain hemisphere. So, um, and then there was a Dr. Gerber who's um, got a great big sound healing book off, also saying that, you know. You know, I can take a form of an antibiotic works for me and doesn't work for you. And um, even science is beginning to suggest part of that mystery might be what brain hemisphere you're in. Yeah. I don't know. Does that help? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. I hope there's not a test. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about something else. Um, something close, but something else. In your book... Secret Sounds, Ultimate Healing, you say that vocal toning can clear negativity and give our entire bodies an energetic tune-up. Is toning the same as chanting, first of all? No. No. Um, Toning is quite different. Um, When we turn on our radios, we're all tuning basically to A at 440 cycles per second. That's the world agreed upon cycle per second for A. We've standardized that on the earth. And so then when we pick our musical scale, we pick only 12 tones out of a possible, I don't know, many thousands. So it would be like in color terms, if you had the full color chart and all those ranges of pinks and ranges of purples and purple blues, And you said, okay, we're no longer using the whole color chart. We're going to give you one red and only one shade of red, one red-orange, one blue, one blue-orange, and no other variation. That would really limit the frequencies or the colors that you could see. And that's what music has done. It only picks 12 possible tones out of thousands of luscious variations. So when you turn on that radio, you get these standard tones, but you don't get all the, I don't know, the the creamy stuff in between. And um, if um, if you if you tone, you make like a glissando sound. You kind of sound like a I don't know a cat whining or or a fire fire truck. You know, like oh. You just raise your voice up and down like a siren, and that 
in the octaves of sound is giving your body the whole enchilada of all the frequencies. And your body needs them all. It doesn't just need one shade of red. It needs all the shades of red. Because perhaps for digestion, you need a very unique shade of orange pink. And it's just not available on our pianos. But when you tone, see, you're getting, you're getting all that luscious stuff that you need for health, physical, emotional, and mental. And when you have, like, pain in your body, mm-hmm. it's usually because there's a blockage someplace in your subtle energy system. And when you find when you tone, when you do it properly, if you have a really nasty blockage, you're, you have an absence of that sound. That's what's causing the pain. And so when you start to, there's different methods of toning. One is, is that you don't actually move your voice up and down like that silly siren. You just utter a low one, and maybe you stay there for 10 minutes. And you allow your voice to change when your body's ready. Mm-hmm. So you just start a low tone, and when your body's sucked up enough of that, it'll start to raise on its own. And you'll find that your voice will get stuck at all of your blockage points, and you just, like, suck up all that juicy frequency that very specifically you need. Mm. I don't know. that help? Juicy. Now, see, I never thought of that word in association with toning. So each of us has chakras, which are associated to a specific color. Is it possible to give ourselves a vocal toning that clears and balances all of our chakras? Bingo. Um, Yes. I have um, a CD called Cosmic Streams that is comprised of techniques of using sound and tones to balance your chakras from 17 different mystery schools. And um, their chakras are, again, have the same reciprocal relationship that you see in the brain hemisphere with, you know, we live in duality with opposites. So in the front, you have um, red, you know, orange, yellow, green, and so forth coming up your body. But your back chakras are the complementary colors. So there's, there's um, first of all, there's um, chakras, and yes, you can do them with tone. And furthermore, some of the techniques I do in the CD is you can give a frequency to everything. I mean, how cool is that? So each chakra is like associated with a crystal, which is a frequency, which is playing in the CD. Each um, chakra is associated with a vowel sound, a very specific one, which creates a different harmonic pattern, which strengthens a specific chakra. Um, each chakra is associated with um, an element a sound playing in the background, a tuning bowl playing in the background, a tuning fork playing in the background. Each chakra is associated with an organ, and again, general frequency when healthy, which is playing in the background. And it's associated with the color, which is playing in the background. So, yes, you can tune your chakras with rhythmic patterns. Again, they're in the CDs. With tones, with colors, with complementary colors, and with frequencies associated with, um, you know, all of the um, essential oils, all that kind of stuff. They're all tones. 
and they, they, you know, they're all frequencies, and they all transfer energy through octave resonance. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about cosmic streams. I don't know of anything close to that powerful because, in addition to the meditation, it has all these sounds and all these colors, really, in sound. You know, it's really a shame that you, you're not into color and sound. <laughs> You're just so bored with it, I can tell. <laughs> I get so excited. I'm lucky I don't you're, always, you're always excited about these subjects. Your newest CD, let's talk about that. It's called okay. Contacting Angels and Masters. And it features the color rays of angels and the ascended masters. Are these colors that most people can see with the naked eye, Jill, or are they etheric? Tell us how, about how this particular CD was born. Alrighty. Um, again, I channel angels and masters, and I can feel when they're present. So if Jesus is standing next to me, I can sense that because I'm I'm a channel and I know what he feels like. And actually, so can most people. It's not like it's some big super duper gift. If everybody were to imagine. Your mom sitting next to him. You know what it feels like. It's the same thing. Same thing. So um, I I can create the energy and help people to start to recognize ascended masters and angels. And in the angel and master CD, I'm going through and giving people um, um, their probable color according to their astrology, the probable fundamental frequency, they can vary a little. And um, then I go in and I list health problems that are associated with someone who's blue primarily or blue-green primarily or orange or orange-red. And I also go in and I start to associate emotional problems associated with the colors, the pitches. Same thing because energy transfers through octaves. In a classic example... Think of an, uh, um, an ulcer. You worry. That's an emotion. A cycle per second. It's a color. It's, it's a note. And if you worry enough, it's the same frequency as the muscles of the tissues and the lining in your stomach. You send enough of that negative energy on that kind of gerbil tunnel, you bore a hole right in your stomach and you have an ulcer. So, so we all are familiar with the emotion-physicality connection but what I'm doing in the CD is I'm just using it so if you have a certain illness, you would know what angel or master or color to work with. Or if you have um, a personality challenge that you're trying to use your willpower on, make it easy and associate with an angel, master, color, music. And then I love it. I have this, um, I, I, this, this garden of the rainbows, and I go into each music, each ray, and the ray is the way ascended masters and angels call all the energy that's an octave of a color. So like St. Germain is a master in transformation and purity, whereas Jesus is grace and in, in intelligence and um, wisdom. You have Buddha coming in at green, and he's with compassion and with healing. Uh, Kuan Yin with pink, with love, mercy, forgiveness. So they, they're, they're, it's like they've mastered white light and they went to graduate school and now they're, you know, a graduate of a color. And so I play the music that's been given to me, my channel music, 
So we have the music of the spheres, the music of the colors. We have the lessons and the the health issues associated with the color. And then you can go into this meditation and have all the channeled energies of ascended masters per color and start to learn to recognize them and heal with them. And when you are thinking of them, hearing them, and imagining them, you are downloading, period, through octave resonance. In addition to your being a musical performer, composer, sound healer, channeler, etc., 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 apologies to you, Brenner, um, you are also... <laughs> a visual artist, and I'm looking at right now this beautiful self-portrait that you did. Um, oh, my goodness. It's, it's the colors that you're using, and the eyes are just magnificent. This is beautiful. When you're painting, Jill, which color pigments do you think that you tend to use most, or does it really depend on, you know, your emotion for that day, or how does that work? It's kind of all of the above. I also channel when I do my artwork. Um, sometimes I'll paint very fast, and then when I I love that because I know then I'm getting help, and it comes out really good. And then they let me struggle on my own <laughs> for the next painting. Um, and I find that the strongest part about my paintings is the color, and that's the healing. It's in the color, and um, so I a lot of times I trust that. Um, summers on my spirit, it knows who the viewers are going to be, and perhaps I'm even channeling the colors for them. Um, as far as myself, um, I like my blues and oranges because they're my astrology colors. But I also get into pretty much every other color. Um, it's like I have um, color healing for everyone, kind of like the man who listens to colors, and that's how he picks his, you know, the, the deaf man, that's how he, you know, he picks his clothes. It's based on their sounds. Um, I, I, definitely, I have like painting galleries of red, orange, and yellow, purple. I mean, I don't know. I think I channel, and they've given me the whole colors so that viewers get healed. You know, can pick their healing colors. Mm-hmm. If you were giving yourself a customized color and sound therapy bath for let's say, stress, what would that entail? For stress, um, I would say that I would go into blue, um, your teal, and your seafoam green. Uh, Those are very good sedating colors. They're also the colors that, for me, I find most harmonious because of my, um, it's harmonizing with my fundamental features my fundamental uh, frequency, my fundamental color. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people think color therapy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, if a a baby has neo-jaundice, they put on, you know, different colored lights to heal. So even our medical um, community has adopted color healing and color lights. to change the the physicality of a person. So, you know, picking picking a color therapy and a color bath is an ancient, ancient um, therapy. 
and it, it, it changes it changes your emotions, it changes your thoughts, it changes your feeling, it changes your body. And if you find a color attractive, go for it. And you know, you could you could even expand that. If I was going to have like my uh, you know, like blue violet kind of um greeny kind of colors, you know, I could eat foods those colors. I could listen to music in those colors. Um, I could listen to the angels and the masters in those colors. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. But before we go, do you have any last thoughts about the relationship between sound and color? Sure. First of all, they're the same thing, just different octaves. And second of all, I would say the most profound fabulous, wonderful thing about sound is its diversity of being so complex. Like if you read in my Secret Sounds book, you can display the frequencies in your body out and see every itsy-bitsy frequency and what's off. Say you're not digesting the vitamin. You might be taking it in, but your body's not using it. You have a little teeny cut on your finger. You'll see that frequency when you display what's the sounds within so it can be very, very complex and, um, you know, can be engineered. But the, the thing I want to point out and end with is the simplicity. If you listen to a piece of music or um, if you listen to a piece of music and you're trying to decide, okay, what, what is it, what's going to heal me? What's the best for me? Your body has consciousness. And it will release endorphins when it hears what it wants. For example, let's say you were to play three symphonies for me. I love classical music. So you play Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven, and it's in three different keys. Well, since I'm usually strong on blue, I'm usually short on orange, I'm usually short on um, the musical note D. If you play that symphony and one of them is in D, I'll guarantee you that's going to be my favorite. And my conscious mind tries to, like, fill in the thoughts, but it really doesn't understand. You know, like I'll say, oh, I like the orchestra, because I'm capable of this. Oh, I like the orchestration. I like the composers. You know, there's, you know, I can give you all kinds of musical crap. Why I picked that one, you know, Moonlight Sonata. But the truth will be my body picked it because it released endorphins on that one because it's going to give me a heavy dosage of D, and it wants D. Same thing with your favorite color, you know? If you have a color and it looks really luscious, my goodness gracious, get it, wear it, put it all over. It's, it's your body's way of healing. Here's what's happening in the color calendar for April 2015. Harmony Fields presents the Alchemy of Color Workshop on Saturday, April 4th in Bow, Washington. The Path of Transformation Chakra Empowerment Workshop will be held on Saturday, April 11th in Lumberton, New Jersey. Also on Saturday, April 11th, Valerie Logan Clark will host a Color Therapy Level 1 Workshop in Bognor Regis, England. Scheduled on Saturday, April 11th and Sunday, April 12th is a Lumalite The Art of Color Harmonics workshop in Meriden, Connecticut. 
The Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary presents their Exploring the Use of Color in Healing Grief Workshop, which will be held on Sunday, April 12th in Shear, England. Susan Sarbach will be leading a color-intensive art workshop from Monday, April 13th through Friday, April 17th in Fernandina Beach, Florida. On Wednesday, April 15th, an eight-week Auras and Chakras course begins in Carleton, England. The John McKell School of Color presents a Healing with Color workshop on Saturday, April 18th and Sunday, April 19th in Inverness, Scotland. A Root Chakra workshop will be held on Monday, April 20th in Wheeling, West Virginia. Karani Connolly will lead a Color Mirrors Advanced Color course on Thursday, April 23rd and Friday, April 24th in Alicante, Spain. A two-day Introduction to Esogetic Color Puncture course begins on Saturday, April 25th in Chicago, Illinois. On Saturday, April 25th, Sheila Duty presents a Returning to Love workshop with Aura Soma in Dublin, Ireland. The color run is scheduled for Saturday, April 25th in Springfield, Missouri. Also on Saturday, April 25th is a Color for Kitty and Me workshop presented by Color Me Happy in Ronberg, South Africa. And a color therapy course will be held on Monday, April 27th through Thursday, April 30th in Delhi, India. And that's what's happening on the color calendar. If you would like to contact the organizers of the events mentioned on the show today, or if you have a colorful event that you'd like to submit for the color calendar, please email your request to AuraHouse at Yahoo.com. Many thanks and rainbow blessings to Jill Matson for joining us today. To learn more about Jill's work, please visit her website at jillswingsoflight.com. And if you'd like to know more about me, Elaine Marie, please visit my websites at colortherapyschool.com and writelighter.com. I'll be back next week with another colorful guest. Until then, no matter how you feel or where on the planet you live, don't forget to stop and enjoy the pretty colors. You have been listening to Color Healing Radio, the world's first radio channel devoted to promoting clarity, healing, and peace through the use of color. Color Healing Radio is a production of Aura House School of Color and Light. Under the guidance of Director Elaine Marie, Aura House offers a variety of introductory and professional programs in color healing, as well as color therapy tools and services. Are you curious about the healing power of color? Visit the Aura House website today at colortherapyschool.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for the mailing list to receive a free Rainbow Wishes Manifesting with Color Tone Seminar MP3.